The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You are now tuned in to the Roto Experts. Back to the Roto Experts of the morning. My name is Tony Scott. He's George Kurtz. We are here getting it absolutely done. I don't know about those commercials. Where they're talking about drafting guys with cool names. Like, that's the best we have? That's what we put in the commercial here? What is going on here, George? Yeah, you know, listen, I'm a big 24 fan, Tony. But I'm probably Me not too. drafting Trevor Bauer because I like Jack Bauer. You know, Jack Bauer I'm maybe a first-round pick yeah. as far as characters go. Uh, Trevor Bauer is not. I'm drafting Trevor Bauer. But not exactly not because of Jack Bauer. Because of uh, his high strikeout totals. I, I, listen, I like... Uh, I'm um, Trevor Bauer, you're right. I think the strikeout's coming up. I think this guy who's coming into his own, he's only going to get better. Love the fact that he plays on Cleveland, who I think walks away with that division. So a lot of W should be coming his oh, way. Oh, Jesus, uh, Marion Joseph. That, that's the only team with a 500 record in that division. Oh, let's see. KC, Chicago. No love for Minnesota? No love for Minnesota, I like Tony? I like them, but you know what? I've never in my life that I can remember since the days of Kirby Puckett where I've had, I've had expectations from Minnesota and they've come through. So I'm, 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 I have a feeling something's going to go wrong out there. Oh, I don't think they're going to uh, do what they did last year. I think that was really? uh, sort of a The offense is the good. Devil. Like, I think they got a good offense. I just don't know how good the pitching is. Oh, I mean, it's, it's, it's interesting, though. It's not terrible. You know, when Santana gets back, which he should only miss a month, a lot of veterans there, Santana, Lynn, Odorizzi. What can they get out of Gibson and Berrios? Can Berrios be? I don't think he needs to be a number one. Can he be a number two, a solid number two, good number two? I think uh, that could be a key there. I mean, it's better than Milwaukee's that we just talked about, right? I'll, I'll give them yeah. that. I think they can be a, uh, I think they'll be a 500 team, maybe even a tick above 500. I just don't think they'll truly be in the playoff hunt. Um, that that's a possibility. Seth Lugo, congratulations! You are the Mets' fifth starter to open the season. The Mets send Zach Wheeler to Triple A. Um, this is very very interesting because me and Scott debated this a few times. He thought Zach Wheeler would be in the bullpen. I said no. He's going to be a starter. He's pitching five six innings. Why would they be? You know, why would they be putting him out? There? But they uh, chose to send him to the minors, which I don't get. But I guess. He's going to be a starter. He's going to pitch in a starter of the minors, and he'll come up when he's ready. But Seth Lugo's a guy that doesn't pitch bad. I mean, he's had some uh, some good starts. He's had some bad starts. He's an okay pitcher. Right, he's a jag. That's what he is. I mean, he's an okay guy. He has some good starts, bad starts. I mean, National League pitcher is pitching in City Field. I mean, we like that. Good pitcher's ballpark there. But uh, he's not going to have the job long term anyway, right? Jason Vargas, Justin Vargas should only be uh, – Justin, Jason, Vargas should only be uh, out a couple of weeks at most, and then he'll be back there. Not that he's nothing special anyway. I think the Mets made a huge mistake. Well, if you were going to sign somebody, then you should have signed Lance Lynn for a little bit more money. I think signing Vargas was kind of silly. And by the time the Vargas comes back, based on the uh, history of the Mets pitching staff, wouldn't you think someone else is probably up on it? That's true, too. Uh, I, have, uh, I have Matt Harvey on every team, you know. Every team I have, I have five teams. He's on every team, and it's not because I like him, but he's going yeah, in the twenty third, twenty fourth round, right? Yeah, in a dollar. And in fact, I was in an auction that I got him in a reserve round, and um, I'm like, this guy's done it before, and the strikeout numbers aren't that far off. I'm like, you gotta at some point take a chance. There's nothing wrong. As Scott Engel and I discussed this uh, on one of our shows. There's nothing wrong with taking Matt Harvey. 
I mean, that's for the price you're, meant, you're mentioning. Are you paying for the Dark Knight? No. No, you're not taking him second round. You're not paying $30 for him. Of course not. He's not that pitcher anymore. Uh, I wish he was. At one time, Matt Harvey was must-watch TV. He was a no-hitter waiting to happen. He was great. He's lost that now. The injuries have taken that from him. But he's not somebody who just – he's still throwing the ball 95. Granted, it's straighter now. He doesn't have the move. He doesn't have the late movement there. But I think he's still going to be a useful fantasy guy. I think he's worth more than a dollar. He's worth more than a reserve pick. You know, he's somebody I also don't mind having on my team. Absolutely. For, for, the, for what he's going for, I think, we, I think it's what we do in fantasy. I think a lot of people do this. You know, Because he was once great, now he's not great. Well, now he must suck. You're either great or you suck. There's no in-between here. <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's true. He's an in-between Speaking guy. Of that, that's what he is. You know who sucks? Scott Engel sucks. Because working with him drives you crazy sometimes. Is that I was telling him that I like, if you play in a deeper league, Derek Dietrich. Uh, he's a Marlins. He's a third base eligible, but he's going to play the outfield. And I think he can hit 20 home runs. All right? Get him late in the draft. I think he'll hit 250. Probably have 60 run scores, 70 hours. Nothing great, but he's okay. So Scott poo-poos it every time I mention it, right? Then I find out just two days ago <laughs> that Derek Dietrich was mean to Scott in an interview and didn't want to have time for Scott in an interview. And that's why he keeps poo-pooing Derek Dietrich on me. I'm not sure Derek Dietrich should be mean to anybody in an interview. You're quite not that level of ball play where you can afford to do that, buddy. But, uh, I mean, listen, outfielders... If you're playing in a 15-team league or even a 12-team league, I mean, you do simple math here. 12-team league, we all start five outfielders. That's 60. Everyone's going to have at least one outfielder on their uh, on their bench. And I took at 72. Some teams will have yeah. two. Maybe you're, you know, we're going to go to 75, 80 plus outfield and utility spot. There are not enough outfielders to go around here. I have no problem taking. Uh, I would consider Dietrich a little a little bit more than a dartboard throw. You're taking a shot at him, see if he can't hit those 20 home runs because we're all going to need it. What's going to happen when these injuries start to hit? You know, and 10, 15 outfielders are on a DL, especially with the new 10-day DL thing. All these teams are going to use it to play, play it very safe. Oh, he's got a hangnail, put him on a 10-day DL. It's no big deal. So outfielders and, outfielders and pitchers are going to be so valuable with this because we're going to need 120 of them total by the end of the year. Well, my first two drafts, I drafted this guy, and then I started getting off him, but he made the opening day roster. Houston Astros' Derek Fisher uh, will be on the Houston Astros' opening day, but... Did not play yesterday because he has a mild sprain in his ankle. Um, he can start in left field opening day if he can get back and play. This is not what I wanted. I, I, I took a shot on this guy because I thought he would start in left field. And he's begin, got an open door because of the yaleski Gorel injury where Mar Marlon Gonzalez is probably going to start at first base. And uh, uh, Fisher's got to play, man, and hang on to that job. So hopefully he gets out there. I think he'll play, assuming what they're telling us about the injury. He injured his ankle uh, on a pickoff play at first base. He went in uh, foot first rather than feet first, rather than diving. And we've seen, you know, you've all seen it. You, you turn your ankle. They're calling it mild. So hopefully they're telling the truth here. I don't see why they'd lie about it. But then again, all these guys don't exactly tell the truth with the injuries. I expect him to play Thursday. I think he is a worthwhile shot. Guy was once a top prospect for the organization. I like the ballpark. Yeah. He can hit and love the lineup. Nothing's expected of him. That lineup can hit with or without him. So he's going to go onto the radar here. Uh, and if he hits, you're right. They'll, have, they'll sort of have to find a spot for him. Maybe. The problem is, you know, let's say let's say so-so. He's not uh, doesn't start like a bat on fire here. Then he's going to go away because Gurriel's going to come back. He's going to play. He's not going to get DH over Evan Gaddis. I don't see that happening. So no, Gattis uh, that's with where the issue come in. No, the the issue to me is going to be is like you said they don't need him offensively, right? So if he could play at the superior left field, maybe they don't put Marlon Gonzalez out left field every day. Maybe they say, you know what? Because here's the truth about people. People, when you play first base, when you play second base, when you play third base, when you play outfield, you know what it is? You're not good at any of them. And there's so many of those guys. Like, Eduardo Nunez is not good at any of them. Uh, Salate, he's not excellent at any of them. It's just that you play all these games, you're okay at it, and you don't have a position because you're not great at any of them. That's true. 
That's that's one hundred percent true. Eduardo Nunez is the definition. I mean, the, the Yankee beat writers they used to call him E Eduardo Nunez because he made a lot of E's, a lot of errors. Uh, he's not not a very good fielder. He's not. But uh, the fact that he can throw on a glove and be representative at all these positions makes him valuable. You know, generally, I, I agree with you, Tony. If they're moving you around. It's because, well, he can sort of catch the ball, and he can sort of move. It doesn't bother him to go from second to short, play him at the other side, but he can't catch the ball consistently at any of them. Yen Chen. You forgot about him. He just started throwing live batting practice. He'll come back somewhere during the season and rescue the Marlins. That's pretty much what he's going to throw all season, batting practice. Uh, oh, George, come on, man. Oh, I'm sorry. Are you a big Yen Chen fan? No, but he's got parents. Friends of the family. You have parents that might listen to the show. <laughs> There's another joke there, but I'm going to let that go. Uh, why, Yen Chen? I mean, I, I, I don't care. I mean, really, uh, wins aren't coming. So that's one category down. Never was a big, huge strikeout guy anyway. Two categories down. What are you hoping for here? You know, a ratio saver? This, to me, this is the definition of a guy. And I don't really, I'm not trying to knock Chen, but I'd rather have that top setup guy. You're doing a pretty good I'd job. I'd rather have. That. Uh, yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> I'd rather have the Barraclow, someone like that, in there who might pick up a save during the week, maybe, you know, and protect my ratios anyway. I'll lose a couple of strikeouts. I'd rather have a, a top setup guy than someone like, uh, you know, an, an SP, a team's SP4, SP5. Well, for the Marlins, he might be an SP1. And uh, the Phillies uh, sent uh, Cameron Rupp for assignment as Jorge Alfaro uh, is the Knight in Shining Armor. George, I, I got to be honest, George. I, I don't get what the hell's going on here. I, I never seen a player more overdrafted in my life than Jorge Alfaro. Now, last year, he hit five home runs and 114 at bats and hit 318. So that's why the whole world was all Jorge Alfaro. But none of the minor league numbers are close to that. At AAA, 350 at bats, he had seven home runs and hit 241. 2016, he had 15 and 285, so that was, that was a good job by him. 2015, five home runs, 253. I think he hits double-digit home runs and hits 250, and people are treating this guy like he's the next Johnny Bench. Well, isn't this the catcher position? I mean, it's not enough yes. to go around. There's no, no, not very many good ones. I mean, you're right. He's and in the minor leagues. You know, he had 16 and 13, 13 and 14, 15 and 16. You know, it doesn't say he's gonna be a big time power hitter. Then again, I'm willing to bet here that you know if, uh, that ballpark in Philadelphia is smaller than all those other minor league ballparks. So that's gonna play into this as well. But I think it's it's, it's the catcher position. It's it's hope, right? There's no one else out there to take. Might as well take Alfaro because you know the rest of these guys are terrible. You know, I know what I'm getting out of uh, Ionetta and Huntley and all those other guys, so why not go take Alfaro? See if he can hit 20, uh, 22, 23 home runs and bat 280. You know, I, I think something about over 300 silly. I think he's another guy who the more he plays at catch, he'll wear down at the end of the season, too, and the average will take a plummet because of that. But I think the home runs could be somewhat legit. I'm not prorating the numbers. You know, oh, yeah, because he had 114 at-bats and 6 and 14 home runs last year. He times that by 5, he's going to 70 home runs this year. No, that, that's silly. But I think 22 home runs could be coming, sure. I'm, I'm an Alfaro guy believer because of the two-catcher league. Are you too legit, too legit to quit? I kind of like that tune. I don't have any MC Hammer on my iPod. I do. I have three. I think I should add to it. Uh, so you have too legit to quit. Third one we the, the one. Of course, can't touch on. this. What's the, what's the so, third so, one, Tony? I don't know. That's what I, that's what I'm trying to figure out. I didn't know that he had three songs. He did. I'm not telling what's you. What's the now. third one? Come nope. on. Nope. Got to guess. Pete Considori. Any idea what the third song on? Uh, Does Pete even know MC Hammer is? Yes. Uh, Pete. All right. So what were the first George two? I was. Hammer. I'm sorry. I was. I was a little preoccupied. What were the first two? Can't touch this. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, I, I know that one. Yeah. What was the uh, the other one? Too legit. Too legit. Too legit to quit. Yeah, those are the only two I too know. So I'm definitely lost on the third one. I didn't know he had a third song. <laughs> Did he even have a full album? See. Oh yeah, yeah. He was the big thing, man. Yeah, no, nah, big thing. Those and are the only he, two songs I know. I'm sorry, guys. His, he he lost all his money. You know, he 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 had it and then he lost it. Did he start out by uh, with the Oakland A's guys? Uh, he was back the, the ball uh, boy. Right, yeah. Ball boy. He, he, and I think he used to get steroids from Michael Guire. 
Is that um, before Maguire, isn't he? I don't know. Have you have you seen her? Is that it? No. Uh, By the I way, it's a little hit. It's Sunday. It makes sense today. You, some people do this quite often today. Pray. There you go. Oh, I didn't know there was a song called Pray. Yeah, because you pray, pray. <coughs> we got to pray oh. just to make it today, which is probably <laughs> true. Um, the top ten best MC Hammer songs, according to um, AXS.com, is Too Late Player, It's All Good, This Is The Way We Roll, He Brought Me Out, I don't know any Adam's of these. Crew. <laughs> I don't either. Pump it up. Have you seen her? Pray. Too legit to quit, and you can't touch this. So you can't touch this as 10? That's what they say. Yeah, I think we need a new list. <laughs> Is that list in reverse? Uh, it seems like it, right? And this Pray, uh, Pray has a sample of uh, When Doves Cry in it. Did you know that, George? Is that why you like it? No, I'm not a big Prince guy, Tony. Uh, when Doves Cry sort of makes me cry. Uh, I can't take that song. I, I like his. Uh, uh, he's got a couple. I mean, he's got a couple tunes I like, but uh, it's not. It's certainly not. Uh, Purple Rain is another one I can't stand. How about Raspberry Beret? Is something? Uh, no, no, I'm trying to think of the song I like by Prince, and it's in my head, but I can't think of the name of it. So I'll, I'll look that up too. You got me looking up a lot of stuff today. When we come back, we'll break down more fantasy baseball. If you got MC Hammer songs we don't have, um, let us know. 844-843-6879. 844-843-6879. All MC Hammer all the time here on the Fantasy Sports Radio (laughs) Network. (laughs) As we're breaking down, get you ready for Major League Baseball's opening day. MC Hammer should be at the Oakland Coliseum throwing out that first pitch. Go Hammer! Stay tuned for more for Roto Experts in the morning. If you're playing daily fantasy basketball on DraftKings or FanDuel this NBA season, you need to sign up for Daily Roto. Built by a team featuring millionaire maker winners and live final champions, Daily Roto's customizable projections, podcasts, strategy guides, and lineup optimizer will help you compete with the pros in a fraction of the time. Better yet, you can save 10% off using the promo code FNTSY. So go to dailyroto.com backslash premium to learn more about their product. Yeah, yeah, Roto Experts in the morning, little MC Hammer back in the day. This is a turn people crazy. This would be a good song if you're going to be a twerker, if you do any twerking. <laughs> yeah, that's something I'm often doing, Tony. Do you often twerk? I'm not even dead sure what a twerk is. It's um, when a uh, girl like um, does a dance that specifies her buttock movements. Oh, look at that! Learn something new every day. Now I now I know yes. what it is. Guys, I I've seen that. I guess I've seen that before. Only you know when it comes to uh, you can't touch this. I remember back uh, when I was younger, my friend dated this girl, and uh, her name was Marcy. And this Marcy wouldn't uh, Marcy. She talked a lot, a lot. And another friend actually changed the words to uh, to that song, sort of doing a parody of it, to Shut Up Marcy. Shut Up Marcy. And it was funny. Made me laugh. Because the girl just never, oh, ever shut up. Oh, poor Marcy. What is she doing today? I have no idea. This was some 20 years ago. Hell, it might be 25, always, 30 years ago. There's always one way to shut up a woman. I was thinking the same thing. Maybe that's what was uh, why he stayed with her so long. <laughs> and folks, for all the people out there that want to take them shopping is what we meant. Take them shopping. I was thinking dinner. Well. You know, but hey. Uh, <laughs> for all the people out there, we had to clear that up. 
and other things we need to clear up. John Gray is pitching very well as of late. The Colorado Rockies ace to score three scoreless innings in his final spring tune-up on Saturday. Uh, he got off on the wrong half of the Cubs split squad, facing a lineup of regulars like Chris Bryant, Rizzo, Schwaber, among others, and he navigated through them without any issues. I just don't feel good about drafting a Colorado pitcher. Is there at any point that John Gray would be a guy that you'd be putting on your roster? I think John Gray's a very good pitcher. I mean, very, really very good. I can't take him in Colorado because it, it almost he comes down to me, Tony, where I'm not starting him when he's pitching in Colorado. I'm not going to be able to pull that trigger. You know, I'm always going to be afraid of this is the day where it's eight runs in three innings. You know, the ball's flying out of that ballpark. You know, the humidor is not working. It's 9,000 degrees, and it's just everything. Papa flies is going 400 feet. So that's my problem. Uh, it always, oh, okay, Gray's the next. Uh, uh, I just, but I can't hit select. I can't hit draft. I'm going to go in a, a different direction. So, no. Unless the price is so good, I just can't say it, and I'll, that won't happen in any league. I can't take a Colorado pitcher. I just can't do it. Yeah. I think if you go your whole life without taking a Colorado pitcher, You'll be okay. I think you'd be okay as well. I might be able to take Wade Davis. I'll take a relief pitch. I'll take a closer. But as far as a, uh, a starter, no, because I know that one day, oh, you know, I'm going to start him in Colorado today. I'm going to start him in Coors State because he's facing the Padres. And that'll be the day he gets beat up. Well, the Miami, you know, he's facing the Marlins today. They can't hit, but they still score seven runs. You know, I, I just, uh, and I'll hate myself for it. That's, I know I'll hate myself for it. So, uh, no, I won't be taking John Gray in uh I said, if you see John Gray on my roster, and right now I don't have him in any league, it means everything just fell into place where, okay, he lasted to round 17. All right, now the value's worth it. I'll take a shot. There you have it. Tyler Skaggs surrendered four runs on four hits over three innings on Saturday. The runs allowed were unfortunate enough, but what really stands out that Skaggs' box score, his near-complete lack of control. The 26-year-old southpaw issued an uncomfortable five walks. Skaggs has 11 runs, 11 innings in spring, working out to an even 9 ERA. Yikes. Yeah, that's not good, right? 9? Nine, 9? Nine, no. No. Not good. I mean, no it's, the, it's, it's like golf. The lower the number, the better. Yeah, unfortunately, that's not, not what my golf scores usually look like. But uh, Skaggs, are you I better at, do with them. Are you better at stroke play or match play? <laughs> I am so not touching this. Uh, not touching this at all. They actually have a little match play tournament going on this week in the uh, PGA. Do they now? Yeah. That's not the uh, one Tony Romo went in, right? No, 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 no. That was, he's in the stroke play events. Okay. Uh, listen, I, I like I enjoy golfing. I'm actually a decent golfer, but uh, there's no more frustrating game, by the way. Especially if you don't play it all the time where you can actually get good at this thing. Because, uh, you know, hitting that little white ball and not knowing where it is or hitting a, hitting the, a good, what you think is a good shot and still not being able to find the ball, you know, you want to snap a club, that'll do it. Uh, that was good. What I liked about the match play, which is different than the, uh, is that one of the uh, the golfers yesterday missed a putt and he took the ball and he fired into the water and he took his club and threw it at the caddy. Uh, that's a little rough. What was the caddy's fault? You missed a shot? Oh, I think I mean, he was talking uh, I've to him. Oh, but I've lost a club in a tree. Agitated. You I did? did uh, you threw I it in the tree? Yeah, f- uh, five wood hit a terrible shot, and I uh, I didn't mean to throw it. I didn't mean for it to get stuck in the tree, but I I, I, don't, I think I flung it up there, and the damn thing didn't come down. So what is so it it's do? still at the casino golf well, it's, it's still at the casino golf course. If you want, I think it's hole seven. So if you want a free five wood, go climb a tree. That seems outrageous. Yeah, I wasn't happy. I must have flung it 20, 30 feet up in the air. Nothing I could do. Well, I wasn't going to throw more clubs at it trying to get it. That wasn't going to happen. <laughs> Why don't you climb the tree? Uh, well, A, there's really no way to climb that, that tree. It's, uh, I'm, not, I'm not good with heights anyway. And uh, you know what? It was the club's fault. It, it deserved to die uh, a death. So uh, the, the wickedest thing I've seen, my friend, uh, his wife bought him a brand new, I think it was a $500 driver. Really nice driver. First time he's playing with it. Hits a uh, bad shot. I don't, know, I don't think it was his first shot, but hits a bad shot. He snapped the thing over a tree. Actually, bam, I was like, what are you doing? $500 down the tubes. Like, go explain this to your wife. 
football wife. Zach Godley is the love of fantasy owners. He was on his game Saturday in a split squad Cactus League game. And a tie with the Royals, allowing one run and just two hits over seven innings. Zach Godley, people love him. He has a 3.37 ERA in spring, 1.14 whip. What's your thoughts? Yeah, I like him as well. I mean, uh, you know, pitched in Arizona last year, so 3.37 last year, 1.14. I mean, uh, I think Arizona's going to be a good team. Not a great team, but a good team, so a W should be there for you. Uh, I, he's not a top 10 for me, Tony. I'm not quite on the you know that love, but... But I have him at top 25. You know, I think he's going to be a good starting pitcher for you. So I have him as an SP2, SP3 for your fantasy team. Uh, if Listen, we're all worried about the humidor. That's going to hurt Goldschmidt, going to hurt Pollock. Well, that means it's going to help the pitchers, right? You know, can't have it both top ways Top 25 here. seems high on me. Like That means he'd be a number one starter on at least five teams. I would hope not. How's he be a number one starter? 20 team, oh, he talks about 20 team leagues? No, 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 That's no, no. no. No, I'm talking to Major League Baseball. This third. Oh, Major League teams, Baseball. Right. Well, that might be possible. He's certainly number one on what? San Diego, Miami, Minnesota, Milwaukee. Hell, he might be number one on o- more than five teams. Oakland. Oakland. Uh, I mean, you go up and down Baltimore. I would probably take him over Bundy. What about they just signed uh, Alex Cobb? Uh, I'd rather have God. I'd call- Listen, I like Alex Cobb, uh, and I have listen, I have him in a fantasy league. It's a deep league, seventeen team league, and so uh, I, I needed him to sign. I needed the pitching depth. Boy, did I not want him to sign with Baltimore, Camden Yards, small ballpark. That's a lot of games versus the Red Sox. A lot of games versus the Yankees, the Blue Jays. These teams can all hit, and they're all going to hit him. Uh, like I said, I'm still happy he signed, but man, I, I really wish it wasn't with Baltimore. Alexander Bogats went two for three with a home run, two RBIs, two runs scored as they shut out the Astros. This spring, 350, 386, 678 are his stat lines. He has three homers and eight RBIs. He's looking to come back with some authority. Last year, he didn't hit for power. He had the wrist injuries last year, multiple injuries there. I think that's where his power went. That's why he had trouble hitting, especially in the second half here. Uh, I'm in on Bogarts. I think he's going to hit this year. I think the Red Sox team as a whole is going to hit. I think J.D. Martinez sort of solves the problem. They're a big bopper in the middle. He's not David Ortiz, but he's sort of that kind of player there. I think everyone relaxes, stops trying to hit home runs. You know, I think that was a problem with Boston last year. I'm big on Bogarts. He's in my, within, well within my top 10 shortstops. I want to clear up. The, he's not David Ortiz. J.D. Martinez is 30 years old. He was once cut by the Houston Astros. But he might have had the best season in the history of baseball. That's crazy, right, to say that? This guy did not qualify for the batting title and hit 45 home runs. This is insane. Like People don't realize how insane his numbers were last year. He only played 119 games. He only had 489 at-bats, and he hit 45 home runs and knocked in 104 RBIs and hit 303. That's one of the greatest seasons in the history of baseball. It's not bad. Not bad. I mean, wouldn't the Red Sox take that as a first complete year this year? Well, that's what I'm saying. Whatever it is. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, they, they certainly would. And what the hell is he going to do this year? Um, you look at 2016 with the Tigers. He he played 120 games that year, too. And he only hit 22 home runs. But he hit 307. What, what, are, you, what, what are your expectations for this guy? Uh, closer to the 45 of the 22. I'll get that out of the way here. I'm not worried about going to the American League because he's been an American League player. Uh, Arizona, obviously, uh, the ballpark, the ball flies out of there. But, you know... His swing, I wouldn't say is meant for Fenway because he really is a right center power guy, but he'll hit his uh, home runs there as long as he avoids the triangle. Uh, I think he'll hit. Uh, I mean, it wouldn't shock if he hits 40. It wouldn't shock if he ends up leading the league if he hits more than Judge and Stanton. That wouldn't shock me either. I think he'll be a top five home run guy in the American League. I think he'll pretty much stay healthy because they're not going to put him in the outfield all that much. I mean, why would you bother? you got Bradley, Benatendi, and Betts. They're all excellent out- outfielders. I, unless they need a day's rest, there's no way I'm putting him out there. So I think he'll stay healthy. I think he's going to have a big year. Uh, that lineup, you know, I think, is going to hit a lot. And the Yankees and Boards are going to score a ton of runs this year. I think he's going to be a big part of it. He's a second-round pick for me. Yeah. Uh, you know what's crazy is that 
I think he is too. And I got him in my last draft. I actually have Stanton in first round. I had a, my lot. It's funny. I went pitching heavy in all my drafts except the last one. And my best team is my last one, I think. I went Stanton in round one, JD Martinez in round two. And I think I picked Chris Davis in round five with a K. Those guys, they might hit 150 home runs. Yeah, I would take the under on that. But uh, once again, well, your, your, power's, your power's solved. I mean, if they, those guys stay healthy, what's what's the worst that could happen? Uh, they hit 100 home runs between the three of them. It's 33 apiece. That's the, your worst case scenario. So, uh, yeah, I think those guys are going to score. Hit a ton of long balls here. I, I, I wonder why Martinez is get, doesn't get quite the love here. Because, you know, if someone took him in round one, Tony... I would argue it's it. not crazy. Uh, there's two guys I won't argue that I don't think should be taken in one, round one. But if you took them, I'm not calling you crazy. One is Martinez, and the second's Gary Sanchez. You know, when it comes to, I I can't take a catcher in round one because he's going to sit. At least I think he is. Although you, you know, you read the comments well, from Boone, you realize no, he, well, he's, he's not going to get Sanchez in there. He's going to DH. I think 20 games. Yeah, I, I think we said it earlier because I think he will on days they get Stanton, they're playing in Fenway when they're playing in uh, Camden Yards, a couple other ballparks that are small left fields. They'll put Stanton out there, and I think those will be the days where Boone decides to give Sanchez a half day's rest, put him at DH. Yeah. So I kind of like what you're going there. If you read the comments from Boone, I think that's what he wants to do. He's not saying it, but I think that's what he wants because he realized I'm of the belief that Sanchez is actually the Yankees' best hitter. Yeah, not the best uh, home run know- hitter. That's Judge and Stanton, but he's the best overall hitter. We're talking about like people don't realize. I was I was going over this the other day. Wilson Contreras and Gary Sanchez, the advantage they give you over the rest of the catchers. If you take uh, the thirteenth catcher, which I believe is Brian McCann, and you compare him to Gary Sanchez, so that tells you right that you know Gary Sanchez, the number one catcher versus the first of the of where catcher number twos would be, right? There's 50 points in average. There's 50 RBIs difference between those guys. Yeah, you got to remember, Sanchez missed a month of the season last year. 50 I mean, he played, RBIs. He made for Yankee Stadium, too. 50 points in average, and I think like 16 home runs. That gives you a huge advantage over your opponents. It does. It's hard to argue that. You know, I think Sanchez, I think Sanchez is an incredible hitter. Do you think Posey's still number two? No, it's Contreras. It, it's not even yeah. close. I agree. I, I, I'm down on Posey as well as far as uh, where I would take him. If, it, if I was going to take a catcher, it would definitely be Sanchez-Contreras. After that, I'm waiting on everybody else. OPP, are you down with me? Remember that song? I do. I do remember OPP, are you down with me? Although I honestly don't know how often I've heard this. I think I've heard people say it more than I've heard the actual song. Yeah. Um. I wonder how much um, this song. It was a big song back in the day, though. Oh, it was a huge song back in the day. There was always a debate on what OPP stands for. Yeah, I know what I think it stands for. What? Other people's products? Well, the first two is correct. Uh, I, I think the last P might have been a little different back in our day. Other people's kittens? That's closer to the truth. Doesn't quite fit the P, but yes. I think that's yeah, the P's to fool people. Isn't it? Yeah, I don't th- I don't know if that's actually what it stood for, but I think that's what we assumed it did. Yeah, I don't know. It's hard to figure out these rap lyrics. They don't oh, teach them in uh, English. Remember Tia trying to figure out what Nirvana was Nirvana was trying to say half the time? Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. Um, I, I have on my Facebook page for all the people out there, what, what was your first concert you saw and what was the last concert you saw? For myself, it was Ozzy Osbourne in 1982. That was the first concert I saw. And the last one I saw was Brad Paisley like two weeks ago. George, uh, how about you? First concert I saw, I believe, was Billy Idol. Uh, might have been ZZ Top. Uh, it's one of those two. I don't really remember the first one. It was, they were almost back-to-back at the Coliseum, Nassau Coliseum. And the last one I saw last Saturday, which I just told you, was uh, Weird Al Yankovic. I saw him and uh, enjoyed them both. 
Greg Kellogg just chimed in. Uh, Greg Kelly says, War with Wet Willie in 19 or 1971. I don't know who War with Wet Willie is. But a second no, concert I've seen these guys, BTO and Bob Seeger. I've seen them. Bob Seeger. I love Bob Seeger. You know, uh, yeah. it's funny. My cousin actually put out, well, what are your top 10 bands? And I, I forgot to put Bob Seeger in there. So and I actually felt bad because I'm actually a big Bob Seeger fan. And the Silver Bullet Band. Yes, the Silver Bullet Band. I seen Bob Seeger like four years ago, um, and he looked not good. I heard he doesn't sound as good. Is he? Uh, I think is he retiring? Did I hear that? This is uh, either he retired or he's on, he's on his last retirement tour. Those are retirement tours are the greatest. They last three years, and if they do really well, they have another one. Three didn't didn't the Stones retire a couple of decades ago? Oh, they retired six times a couple of decades right, ago. Right, it's, it's the longest Every tour ever. They keep going. I love it. Tommy Fam, we love you. Stay tuned for more right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. Welcome back, Rotor Experts in the Morning. I'm George Kurtz. Uh, Tony Sincata is here with me as well. We're putting Pete Contadori to work today. He's going to find all this music there for the bands we keep talking about here. We got MC Hammer earlier, Little Prince. Uh, no Bob Seger, Pete. So disappointed in you. And we're back. Tony Sincata getting his coffee. Tony, how's that coffee? Yeah. You, you caffeinated now? Everything good? I got black. I, I drink my coffee black. Do you drink coffee? I don't. I don't like. I don't, I'm not really big on hot drinks because uh, when, when I drink, Tony, I, I want to drink. I'm thirsty. So coffee. And, sip, and I, that just drives me insane. I, I can't do it. You're not a sipper. No, no, not. A, my wife is big on. Uh, I think a espresso. Wave an espresso machine. Whatever those little cup things you put in there. Oh like, yeah. With the, the foamy milk, she's in love with this thing. I mean, I think she just made one now during the commercial that I heard going off there. But uh, yeah, she. So we always have to have. Uh, yeah, I didn't know that certain milk doesn't foam. Yeah, you can't get regular milk; it doesn't doesn't foam up. You have to get like two percent milk or something like that. Didn't didn't realize that. Oh, that's way over my head. You just you've, you've lost. Yeah, I'm just trying point. to help the people, folks. So you're trying to get you want your milk to foam up in your espresso. <laughs> Got to get two two percent, man. Regular homogenized that ain't working. Homogenized. You, you made it sound like monogamy. Homogenized. I don't know what the hell this thing is. Do you believe in monogamy? What is that? One person? Yeah. One on one, right? Yes. Uh, I guess I do. I believe in it, honey. <laughs> wife's not here. Oh, wife is here. Yes, I believe in it fully. Absolutely, it's a, it's a must. Uh, sure. Scooter Jeanette went two for three with the two run homer in Cactus League action, and I'll tell you what. Scooter was a guy last year that came out of nowhere, and this is a weird situation, and I blame baseball for this. Because they, they keep doing it. I'll never forget this. And it's, it's weird that this is something I remember. I mean, I mean, I've been watching baseball for, you know, 49 years. And yet, this is, what I, this is one of the things I remember. I watched a spring training game last year. And Scooter Jeanette was at bat. And I went, holy shit. Like, he was 10 times the size of what I remembered Scooter Jeanette. And he had a monster year, George. And this year he's been dealing with some shoulder injuries, but he seems to get over it. And he hit 27 home runs, 97 RBIs in 141 games. Can we expect the same thing from Scooter Jeanette? Uh, no, no, I'm not. I'm not drafting him for that. I'll take him as a middle infielder. I think the power is somewhat legit, and what I mean by that is, I think he could hit 20. 
you know, the ballpark we know is small. It's a joke. The Great American Small Park there. Uh, I think the average is going to come down a bit, uh, probably to the range of slightly helping, the 280 range, uh, but not really uh, 295. What he batted last year, he's not going to hit 300. I think it's, I think he's going to be a useful middle infielder. Uh, it's funny, Tony. I actually wish he would steal more bases and maybe less home runs because that's what I'd want for my middle infield. That's why he won't be on my teams because generally I'm not drafting for speed early. You know, not unless uh, you know one of the guys falls to me as far as Trey Turner goes around six, something like that. Also, I'm not going to have a Turner, D. Gordon, Billy Hamilton, so I'm going to need my speed from other positions. So, and power is easier to find in today's game. So I don't need him to hit 27 home runs. I'd be much happy hit 18 home runs and stole 14 bases. That's what I want from my middle infielder. I want the uh, the bags more than the power. Bags more than the power. Eduardo Nunez went three for four, drove in two runs in the spring, went over the Astros on Saturday. All three hits were singles, including one in the sixth inning. Um, he had a 313 batting average, 12 homers, 24 stolen bases, 114 games last year. The year before, he stole 40. I believe that Eduardo Nunez is going to be the second baseman for the Boston Red Sox. There were some problems last year. With the team, I think a lot of it centers around some of the older players, some of the Dominican players. I think Alex Cora is brought in for a reason. And I think Eduardo Nunez, if he can play, is going to keep the job at second base. Oh, I think he can play. Yeah, I don't think there's any doubt he can play. Uh, we already talked about it earlier. He can't really catch the ball consistently, but he can play. He's the kind of guy, Tony, where if I knew he was going to play 130 games, I'd love him for my middle infielder because he's going to steal those bags. You know what's what crazy? You know what's crazy? This guy, if you knew he was going to play every day, he should go in the first five rounds of drafts. And yet he was going double digits. I bet some leagues he didn't get drafted. I agree with you. Because everyone thinks Pedroia is going to come back. You know, it's going to be yeah. sooner rather than later. And where does Nunez play? And that and is I the issue here. One, where does Nunez play? I only got him on one team. And, I, and I'm in the opinion that, you know what, finally, Dustin Petroy has been tailing off, tailing off, tailing off. He's going to miss the start of the season. Nunez is the better player. They're gonna, they've got a lot invested in this team. They're going to need to keep him in the lineup. And he deserves to play over Pedro. I agree that he deserves, but uh, I, don't think, I don't think he's going to play over Pedro. I don't think they'll – I think if they were going to do that, they should have uh, moved on from Pedro. And they haven't done that. So I think uh, – I don't know if he's going to play, if Pedroia will play every day. I don't believe that. I think it could be some kind of split here. And I think they'll use the excuse to, you know, to keep him healthy, keep Pedroia, uh, you know, more fresh, as I like to say. And maybe, maybe once again, Nunez becomes that super utility guy where he plays some uh, third base uh, for Devers against tough left-handers, plays some shorts up to get Bogart's arrest. Uh, I don't see him playing all that much in the outfield, not against uh, over those either. three, because I think those three are pretty much everyday players. Plus, plus, J.D. Martinez is already bitching and he wants to play. J.D. can bitch all he wants. I mean, I don't mind doing J.D. in the outfield every now and then, but the problem is you're talking Betts, Bradley are all-world defenders, and Benetton not that far behind them. So you're taking a serious downgrade when you put anybody else, you know, more or less J.D. Martinez. I understand it's Fenway Park, left field, small ball, sit in the air, it's probably going out anyway. But still, I'm, I'm not doing that. J.D., you're, you're a D.H. This is what we signed you for. Get, 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 up, the, get up the plate, man. Put, leave your glove the guy him. that's the most interesting for the Red Sox this year is Hanley Ramirez. Now, I seen Hanley in person two years ago, and uh, he was jacked up. Like, he looked like he could be in Mr. Universe, right? I was like, holy shit. Because there were times when he was first with the Red Sox that he was a little overweight. And uh, I'm like, wow, this guy's insane. And so this year, though, he didn't play that well, and he was hurt last year. And he gets guaranteed $22 million, I think, if he uh, if he gets a certain number of bats. I forget what it is. So the Red Sox have J.D. Martinez. They have Mitch Moreland. They have a lot of guys that are in that first-base DH realm. But what Hanley did is he lost 30 pounds, and he's not as big as he once was. He's uh, more flexible and uh, Dave Dombrowski was talking about him the other day, the GM for the Red Sox. And it sounded like Dombrowski doesn't want him to do well because I don't think he wants to pay him $22 million. But he's worried at how good Hanley Ramirez looks. Well, you know, Hanley says he's going 30-30 this year. You know, and I always believe what a player tells me in spring training. 
So uh, I admit, though, I- I'm buying in. I've got him in a couple of my uh, leagues as my utility player. He's a guy who lasts forever in drafts. Yeah, and, you know, yeah. Island, and I don't have him on a single you get for team. song. Yeah, I got him on about at least I. I think I'm in four leagues right now, or three leagues. I'm drafting in a fourth. I've got. I think I've got him in all three. Come to think of it. You know, I, I believe, and it's the, but it's the fact that also he's going so late. I'm not looking to draft him, but he's there in round 20. How can I pass yeah. him Hanley Ramirez in round 20? What's the worst thing that and can happen? Actually, early. Okay, release him. Yeah, and this gets to my my Victor Martinez argument, and this is even at a, at a bigger thing. Hanley Ramirez is going to hit third to sixth in one of the top three or four batting orders in all of baseball. How do you not draft him? I, I agree. I, I can't pass it up. He's he's getting a bad knock because okay, I think people were worried about Mitch Moreland. What a platoon situation? Uh, maybe it's some really tough right handers, but I don't see it being a straight platoon where Hanley's on the wrong side of that. Uh, he's going to DH. He's not going to have to worry about playing first all that much. Uh, I mean, well, he's got no. I, he, he ain't going to DH now, now because of uh, Martinez. Oh, with JD Martinez, yeah. But he, he I think Hanley's going to play. Uh, I just think he's. I don't think he'll play full time. Maybe he plays five out of seven games that week. You know, maybe they'll, they'll try and get Moreland in there somewhat. But I, I don't think he's gonna be benched. Cause I think uh, that'd be a nightmare where he'll be bitching all. I don't, I don't care about the, that they don't want him to hit well because of the contract. If he's hitting well, he's gonna be in the lineup. Corey's gonna put him, put him in. You said it. That lineup is going to score nine hundred runs. A thousand wouldn't shock me. You know, it's, I think it's, uh, it's, it's gonna be great for Hanley Ramirez. And also, there's no pressure on him because it's gonna be on bets. You know, J.D. Martinez, a bunch of these other Bogarts, before you even get to Hanley, I don't I, – listen, I don't think he's going to steal bases. You know, he says he wants to go 30-30. If he stole double digits, I'd be thrilled. Tickled pink. That's not what I, what I expect when I draft him. But I think he's going to have a, a more than representative year. There you go. One of the people said their uh, first concert was Foreigner and their last concert was Foreigner. I hope that wasn't the same day. <laughs> I like Foreigner. You, you like Foreigner? Oh, yeah. I'm a jukebox hero with stars in my eyes. I've never seen them, but uh, I'm a foreigner fan. They'd be in my top, eh, probably top 20, top 30. Austin Barnes went one for two with a three-run homer. He unloaded a three-run homer off Hector Santiago. It was his first home run of the spring. I know a lot of people were coming into the year thinking Austin Barnes was the guy. In L.A., and he's been drafted ahead of uh, Grindel in the drafts I've been in. Um, I, I would draft Grindel ahead of Barnes. I think they both play. I think they're both draftable, but I would take Grindel first. Yeah, we've known that Freeman tried to trade Grindel, uh, but I, couldn't, I guess he couldn't find uh, a, a taker or, or a price willing to trade him for. Uh, I would uh, take Grindel over him as well. I think the, uh, I, you can make an argument. And the way I – in two catcher leagues, my second catcher is generally – uh, I don't mind taking a zero at the second catcher. And what I mean by that is I might draft the top prospect. And when he hopefully comes up in July, I'm going to say it hurts my counting categories. But at least they'll save me on my average where he, uh, my second catcher won't make that plummet. But I think uh, Barnes would be a fine second catcher. You know, a guy who's, uh, I don't want to call it a platoon, but should play 60 games. And I'll take that from a second catcher, a guy who can hit somewhat. So I don't mind Barnes as a catcher, too. Pete Considori. Are you here, Pete Considori? Yeah, what's up? For all the people out there, Scott Angle of uh, RotoExperts.com. He's the managing editor, and uh, he'll be back here next week. Yep. He has no athletic ability ever. Like, he's never played. You know how I can know, Pete? And you can you can testify this because you, you, you play. Like, Scott never realized that if you put Ben Gay on your unit, it hurts like oh. anything. Oh, that's that's, that's like anyone that's I've done that by accident. Anybody that's uh, been in a locker room or played a sport knows that. Yeah. So that's a big Scott, number. Scott pretend. Yeah, Scott was like, "Oh, what are you weird? How do you know that?" Like, no, Scott, you're weird. You've never been in a locker room or played a sport because if you put Ben Gay on your genitals, it hurts like anything. Yeah, uh, that's 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 an unfortunate uh, thing. You think I had, with the youth of it, I had a groin injury youth. once, man, and I put uh, Ben Gay or uh, Icy Ooh. Hot or whatever the hell it was. Oh. And yeah. Uh, yeah, wasn't careful, and, and like, what the hell, man? That was uh, that was that was bad. That was very That's very rough. bad. Do you think we get better behavior from our children if we put Ben Gay on their genitals every time they they you know acted out? But that stuff doesn't rub off, man. You can't just go take a shower. It doesn't quite work like that. It's like crap. Well, 
Maybe they'll think about it next time they misbehave. Sure. You can go. I'm sure they would, but then, listen, isn't, isn't the old jokers, they forget about the next day? Come on, you got kids, I got kids. Everything you do to them, you, know, you think, oh, they'll get it now. You threaten them with everything. You know, I'm going to take away yeah, your electronics, nobody, your iPod, your yeah, iPhone, but, your games. No, yeah, they take away stuff. It. That's what I mean. Put some discipline. Put some Ben Gay on the genitals, Pete story. <laughs> like, wouldn't that make you, Pete, do your homework? I, I, I'm going to be honest. <laughs> I'd probably be traumatized for the rest of my life if that ever happened. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah, if, my, if my parents forced that, I, I probably would. I, I'd probably be locked in in my room somewhere crying. <laughs> All right, we'll go back to the drawing board then. Uh, Pecan story. Thank you for clearing that up for us. Uh, I just want to make a little note here. Not going to put Ben Gay on genitals. Okay, got it. Yeah. Parenting note for me. Thanks, Tony. Parenting one hundred and one. I think it's okay, but. Pete says no. We don't want to scar anyone for life. That's why we give participation trophies. That, you know, that is why we give participation trophies. Because God forbid little Johnny shouldn't be told that he wasn't very good at something. <laughs> God forbid we put Ben Gay on his genitals. Alex Wood surrendered four runs, three of them earned on five hits over five innings. Scott, Scott Angle. Again, he's an Alex Wood guy. He likes anything to do with Wood. Um, I got to tell you, <laughs> 2.72 ERA, 1.05 whip last year, 152 innings. I think those numbers are repeatable. What's re- What the question is, is the 152 innings repeatable with this guy? Sure. I think 152 innings is repeatable. That's about it. You know, uh, and that may be on the high side. You well, know, that's uh, what I'm saying. Yeah. He's a guy, I mean, come on, Tony. Every time you watch him pitch, I'm surprised when he throws a ball to the plate that his elbow, his shoulder, and half his body doesn't go with it. I mean, he's got that w- wicked, weird wind-up. Um, he's an injury waiting to happen. And I think the Dodgers are also a very conservative organization. And what I mean by that is they love this 10-day DL. What? Elbow bothering you? Okay, 10-day DL. Everyone's elbow bothers them at their start. Okay, but I think they're very, uh, very cautious, and they'll, uh, there's no way they're going to allow him to do it. Plus, they have, uh, you know, pitchers in the minor leagues who could come up and do a couple starts. Yeah, I think they're also going to win that division, so they don't, not a lot of pressure on them. I understand Colorado and Arizona. I, I don't think, I don't know if either team's going to play as well as they did last season. Uh, so I think, uh, I love Alex Wood. I do have him on a uh, league or two, but I, I know very well that my over-under on starts is probably 22-23. Well, that's a good good uh, question, but I think Alex Wood actually, in honesty, is uh, a little overblown his injury situation. If I go back to 2014, he made 35 starts. He pitched 171. 2015, 32 starts, 189. 2016, 14 starts, 60 innings. 2017, 25 starts, 152. So it's it's really that one year, 2016, that he didn't get a lot of starts. I think you're right, though. They they babied him last year. They'll baby him again, which is great for fantasy owners. And if I can get 150 innings at under a three ERA, I'm in. Oh, I'm in absolutely. Like I said, that was uh, that'd be 20, about 20. He's about he's a six inning pitcher. It's pretty much you could do the the math there. Uh, I love what he can give you when he's on the mound. He's very good because I guess pay, yeah. hitters just can't pick up the ball. He doesn't throw the ball 99 or anything like that, but hitters can't pick up the ball from him. Which granted, with all the herky jerky and everything he's got up there, I can see why he's a guy I like an awful lot. But my problem is this: when you have someone like Wood, it can't take two or three other guys that are just like him. You know, because he's not going to uh, be able to uh, get enough strikeouts yeah. there. That's my problem. That is true. That is true. You got to get some K's, and we'll get you K's on the Roto Experts in the morning. K's and KY Jelly. We've got it all covered right here in the Roto Experts in the morning. No, that wasn't KY Jelly. Ben Gay. I get my. my, my <laughs> what my websites add-ons. are you looking at, man? <laughs> my add ons. I got my add ons mixed up. What's, what's up with Jelly this morning? Oh, I, 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 I need some toast. Like, I feel like I missed Sunday morning breakfast this morning. Um, I'm, a, I'm a grape jelly guy. Me too. Me too. Coming up next, the final hour of the Roto Experts in the morning.